Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio. The show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. All right, so this past week, I had a little uh, run down to South Florida, our home base of operations, Orlando, Florida. That's where I am. Dennis is up in the uh, great white north of Minnesota, so at least glad I'm not him. But I do have the luxury to cruise down to South Florida every now and then and uh, take a look around. I was actually doing a road trip Uh, For a couple reasons, you know, we have this boating radio show and there was a massive boat show in Miami going on last weekend. I went down and covered that. And then I laid the groundwork for an upcoming trip that Dennis and I plan to run down to South Florida and the Florida Keys. So, uh, you know, it was very fruitful. I've kind of, you know, uh, I I wanted to get my eyes on where we were going to, you know, take your Mooney 201, Dennis. And I think I've come up with a pretty daggone good cl- plan here. Are you ready? I'm ready. I, I just want to get away from here. I need a spring break. Sooner the better is what you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So here's the deal. Um, you know, I was down in Fort Lauderdale. Then I ran down to the Keys. But I was talking to some aviation friends of mine that said that, we, we you know, we've talked about this on the air before. But if we fly into Everglades City, I've laid the groundwork now for someone to pick us up at the airport right there in this small little town that knows where to go to get the uh, Florida stone crabs. And I think we have uh, until the uh, end of May, I believe I could be off. We might, we need to make sure we're, we're, you know, we, we meet uh, the season deadline, you know, when they shut down uh, stone crab season. So we don't want to come well, after. We do it in conjunction with Sun and Fun. Um, that should be pretty easy because that's going to be the the first week of April. So we have a you know good month window there to make it. Right now, those of you who don't know about the Florida stone crab, well, you need to get yourself informed. Now, you, when you go down to the Miami Boat Show, one of the things you do when you're in Miami is you go to Jones uh, Joe's Stone Crab. It's a famous landmark restaurant where they get their stone crabs probably from right over there at Emerald or uh, Everglades city, uh, which is like uh, on the West side of the Florida coast there at the end. And they, uh, they bring them in daily fresh, but these things are super expensive because they taste so freaking awesome. And you know, like a jumbo stone crab, say like a set of four, four of them. Well, it'll break you for like 50, 75 bucks. They, They ain't cheap. These things are very expensive because they're so good and so uh, much in high demand. Like, I, you know, if, I, if you were going to compare it to anything, I guess it would be like Maine lobster, like a high-end Maine lobster type of shellfish thing. Is that a fair assumption? You've had stone crab, haven't you? I have not had the pleasure. That's why I'm looking forward to this. What? You've never had stone crabs? I'm a little bit uh, landlocked up here, you know. Well, that is true. But now that you have a plan, you're not so landlocked anymore. You can fly right. down to Florida. I keep, 
and do and this. This is why we got it. As I get to go try out new things, go new places. Hey, uh, you know, I didn't get to go. I've never been to the Bimini until I had my own airplane. And there was my first trip to the Bahamas. Well, so see, it's, it's starting to open things up. That's my role as a, uh, you know, co-pilot with Captain Dennis, I think. You know, if I'm not going to fly the plane, at least I can be the person who sits there and, I don't know, uh, sets up the flight plan or the tour. Is that, uh, that, that sounds like a pretty good role for me. When I'm not training, yeah, you're the correct? cruise director. Right? Yes, cruise director. We'll go with that. I'm Julie from the Love Boat. No, I don't like the sound of that either. But regardless, I, I've set up the plan because yeah, the stone crabs are very expensive, especially if you go to a place like Joe's Stone Crab. But they're crabs, you know. So if you can get them, I mean, they're stone crabs. It's not like they're any better at Joe's uh, Stone Crab. It's just that when you go to their restaurant, you know, they're they're they got the pick of the litter or the the crab claws that they sell so they're they're very high quality but they're also extremely expensive so you fly into everglades city and you can literally land right there at this little airport there and the stone crab fishermen bring their stone crab catch in every day right there by the the place and i have a friend who lives over there who's willing to pick us up take us to the key spots where they sell the uh, stone crabs for literally not even half i don't think of what you would pay at at the restaurant. So we could get like a, you know, like a hundred dollar stone crab call out thing. And, and it would only be 50. That'd be, that'd pay for the gas right there. Dennis, you hear what I'm saying? Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. But I think the adventure is more, more important. I think this is going to be a blast, you know, just being able to buy the fit, you know, the crabs right off the boat. That's as fresh as you're ever going to get them. Right. Short of a, uh, bringing a little uh, pot on the boat and cooking them right as they come out. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I, you know, once again, I'm, this is secondhand information and, and I'm not sure if this is accurate. I didn't pull it off the internet. I actually heard this from somebody that said when the fishermen catch them, they cook them right on the boat. So they take the crabs and actually they, a lot of them will break the claws off because the crabs can grow these claws back and that's all they eat of the uh, Florida stone crab. They don't eat the whole crab. I guess you can, but they generally will break off one or two of the big claws and then they throw them in a boiling pot right on the fishing boat and cook them right there, you know, like flash cooking or whatever or flash freezing. Or not, they don't even freeze them. They what they do? They cook them, I guess, and then uh, throw them on ice, and then they serve them up like you know, like uh, shrimp cocktail type of stuff. You hear what I'm saying? That sounds even better. Yes. So they're literally cooked right on the boat, and then they ship them out to whatever restaurants you know that are asking for them. But they're very expensive. The season is limited uh, throughout the year, but, uh, I think it goes through May. You can Google it and that kind of thing, but I'm telling you, this is an adventure. I was talking to a pilot friend down in the, uh, well, Key Largo area. And he was telling me that this is the way to do it. And it, this is way better than a hundred dollar hamburger adventure. This is well, a hundred dollar stone crab claw dinner. That's like double in value compared to what you get at a restaurant. So, you know, you go there, pick up some stone crabs, you can, you know, fly them back somewhere else and sell them for double and then pay for your gas. I, that's probably not legal. I don't know. <laughs> but once again, at the bare minimum, you go there and eat them and just say, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Because, you know, you've never had stone crab and I'm and you like lobster. I know because you've had that, right? Florida spiny lobster. 
I've had that. Yeah. My, uh, and you're a fan. You are a fan. fan. Well, uh, the stone crab is like another level. It's like Florida's version. Once again, of like the main lobster, you know, people get a little snooty when you're talking about lobster. Uh, and you know, Florida divers go down there and catch spiny lobsters and you just eat the tail. You know, we don't have those big pinchers like they have in the main lobster. And they say the, you know, the meat is a little sweeter on a floor. Uh, well, on a main lobster compared to a Florida lobster tail. But I think it's just a matter of how you cook your Florida lobster. If it's fresh Florida spiny lobster, it's amazing. Well, and, and the, uh, the the main lobster, they do have those big crab uh, claws, or, right? You know, the big claws. So that meat, from what I remembered, was extremely tender, almost like buttery tender. There right. was no no toughness at all to it. So if it's if the stone crabs are anything like a lobster claw, we are going to eat like kings. And they are very similar in in look. You know, they look uh, very similar to a lobster claw from a, a main lobster. So yeah, they are amazing. They're pretty expensive, but they are uh, very accessible. And one of the cool things that you can do if you fly into Everglades City, and supposedly it's just a real small little podunk town there in Florida. You can fly in real easily with with a GA-type aircraft, pick up your stone crabs, and then, uh, you know, fly right back out. But uh, we actually have a tour guide. Be careful. Yeah, what's that? We always have to be careful how much... uh crab claws we take back out of there because i'm looking at the uh, the chart right now on, on uh, sky vector and it's only a 2400 foot runway so that's relatively short but not it's well within the performance of the mooney so we just right. don't want to be going in at uh, max gross weight there hauling out a ton of crab legs well it, well first of all the claws and claws, secondly sorry. we're gonna we're gonna have to figure that in because we're gonna either be taking them in a uh, bag of ice or uh, deep inside our tummies so we we'll have to figure that in uh when we're doing our weight and balance how many how many crab claws of the stone crab that we plan to take back with us but uh it'll be worth it and well like you said for a mooney 201 or a small general aviation aircraft this is the perfect excursion so i, I got the details i got a man on the ground or actually a gal who's going to give us the tour on the guide. But I, I've been told if you just fly in there and just tell them at the, you know, when you land, hey, I want to go get some stone crops. Oh, yeah, right over there. Go pick them up right there, and you can get them. You're good to go. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Flightstudy.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I need your weights, by the way. What do you mean? For the plane. It's I'm a safety issue. You the weight. This is a regulation. This is a- Ask Jeff if he'll give you his weight. You're not going to give me your weight? She doesn't even know how much I weigh. No. You know who else doesn't know how much I weigh? My doctor. My weight. My business. No one knows. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be dead in the Sea of Cortez than have you know what I weigh. We got two hearts on fire, breathing higher and higher. Ashes and embers to full on flame. Girl, I bet you can see it from an This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. And I don't know, have you ever had that happen? You know, it is a, a little bit of a individual, you know, issue sometimes when you're asking folks that, you, you know, want to fly with you, like, hey, uh, how much away? I curb your enthusiasm. The new season had an entire bit about uh, just that. And when Larry David asked the other people that were going to go on the plane, you know, what uh, do you weigh? They were like, uh, we're not telling you. <laughs> and he had to come up with this whole scam to figure out what their weights was. And it was, you know, he took them to a carnival kind of thing and had uh, one of those guess your weight carnival barkers uh, kind of give them the rundown of each individual. It was pretty hilarious. Great show. But uh, it actually made me think of a problem of, of, of just that, you know. I mean, uh, have you ever come across that when you were flying someone around? Did they ever say, well, I don't want to tell you how much I weigh? Well, you, you, the typically of women, you know, you don't want to ask them their weight, but you know, people understand with the smaller plane that it's probably in their best interest to be willing to share that. Or you can also be very tactful and make a, a guess and then subtract 20 pounds from it and say, so you weigh about this much and well, that's a little low, and, and just kind of get a general idea, get a range, and, uh, as a, and be then tactful about it, right? Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's unfortunate with uh, general aviation airplanes that generally is the uh, the limit. You know, they may have four seats in it, but you can't put four, you know, two hundred fifty pound guys in it in full fuel and go somewhere. We talked about that even on the business jets last week. Yeah, I you don't know, think guys really care. <laughs> you know, they're like, hey, what no, are you weigh? Two fifty five. Well, right. But I mean, when you're asking them, but, but if you're a guy 
and you're asking a, a lady like, uh, Hey, I need to know what your weight is. And they're going to look at you like, excuse me. And they know it's for the plane. And then there, you know, then you have the issue, like, are they going to tell you the truth? <laughs> and so you, you got to kind of figure out how to navigate that tactfully, I think as a, uh, as the pilot in command. And, and you know, I don't know. Maybe you have to kind of have a little bit of that carnival barker, guess your weight kind of thing uh, in the back of your head when someone says, oh, I'm, I'm 120. And you're like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> you I don't know? think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With how many helium balloons are you holding? Right. You know, so you got to, you know, build in some, you know, fidge room uh, to that. I, you know, the thing I've noticed, well, whenever I travel and we're going to a place like the islands, you know, doing some diving and stuff, you, you, chances are you're going to pick up some stuff on your trip. So you better build in a little bit of, uh, you know, headroom on your weight and balance so that if you do pick up something that you want to bring back, like, you know, a bottle of rum, you know, a couple of T-shirts or whatever, you know, souvenir type stuff that you might be bringing back with you, you've figured that into the mix because uh, you you don't want to be back at the airport and realize like, oh, crap, I just bought 20 pounds of extra crap. I got to put back on the plane. Am I going to be over my limit? So you have to kind well, of think about that in advance, don't you? You do, and you take that into account. But, you know, if we're flying to Bimini where they don't have fuel, we were already burning, you know, an hour's worth of fuel out, which is what, uh, you know, 50-some pounds of, of fuel burned out on the way over there. So that that gives you a little extra uh, wiggle room there. Right. Well, yeah, the, the fuel you burn on the way to Everglade City uh, will offset the extra weight you bring back with you in the form of stone crabs in your belly maybe something where you could look at it like that i guess but you got to well, think about it yeah uh, we'll have sure. to run the numbers you know in in our mooney uh we have a 925 pound useful load mm -hmm. that's for passengers fuel cargo then you take into account uh, let's let's fly the airplane with 50 gallons of gas instead of filling it all the way up so it, the math works easy it's 300 pounds yeah so now you're down to just over 600 and you have to take uh, take into account the pilot and passenger, and that what's left is stone crabs. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the numbers you have to work with. And so I keep looking at you know how do I reduce my gross weight, and I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> it's taking a while, but we're going to get there. Uh, but the, I start looking at the airplane and what can we do with the plane, and with uh, some of the new products and technologies that are coming out, there's opportunities to shave weight off of the plane itself. Um, one of the things I'm looking at putting in during the annual this year is going to be a new starter. And the new starter actually weighs eight pounds less than the one that's in the plane. Yeah. So let's see if I pay $500 for a new starter or try to lose eight pounds myself, which is easier. Mm, starter for sure. <laughs> yep. We're going to start with that. Uh, and then even silly things like uh, replacing the wingtip lights, um, the strobes that I have in the plane right now, each one of them has a two pound uh, transformer. So there's three strobes. There's six more pounds. That, that's so like that, uh, that's like a piece of pie. <laughs> that's two more gallons of gas <laughs> between okay. the starter and and the the strobes. You know, hey, it all adds up. That's the difference between I'm going to get dessert and an appetizer or not. Well, see, that's the whole problem. I've been eating the desserts and the appetizers, and that's how we got into this well, situation. Yes, uh, point taken. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, uh, you've never had a problem where. Somebody hesitated, though, to give you their weight to fly with you. Have you? 
personal? I have not. I mean, I've been very tactful, but nobody has ever flat out uh, refused, uh, like in the commercial break there, to, to tell me their weight because they know that we want to be safe. Right. It's like, look, uh, you going to tell me your weight or do you want to crash? And uh, when you put it in those uh, you know blunt terms, they may go, oh, yeah, of course. They're like, no, I, I need your real weight. In some planes, it's more important than others. Uh, the Mooney is just fantastic in that the the center of gravity sits in the middle of the plane. There's almost nothing I can do to make it nose or tail heavy, you know, short of putting several hundred pounds of cra- stone crabs in the tail or something. Right. But when I used to fly a Cessna Cardinal, that airplane was so nose heavy um, based on, you know, Cessna's uh, upgrading of the power and things like that over the years that if you had two adults in the front seat, you were pushing the limit for the forward center of gravity it got to the point where we had to fly that airplane with 50 pounds of kitty litter strapped down to the tail just so that you'd be able to get a decent flare out of your landing hmm. so and, there's where the know, balance part of weight and balance comes into play is what you're saying exactly right? yeah yep okay well just i don't know if you have any ideas on how to tactfully get the weight of your passengers we're listening we'd love to hear those antidotes feel free to email us info at justplaneradio.com I'm sure, uh, well, you know, that's the kind of thing I know we, we needed Keith and Ed's input today because I have a feeling they've encountered that uh, scenario a few times. But it is what it is, and, you know, we're here to at least uh, remind you to brush up on your carnival barking skills and guess your weight. We're going to navigate some more aviation news and information, including what happened with that Cirrus that caught fire in Santa Monica a few weeks ago. That's coming up next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. I'd say, I don't know, this has been probably about a month ago when we saw that report about the Cirrus at the Santa Monica Airport. Relatively new aircraft burn up. And, you know, a lot of people were crying when we when they watched the video of this plane because they just know how cool of an aircraft it is. Uh, but they finally gotten some, I don't know, feedback or ideas of what potentially caused it. Is that right, Dennis? That's correct. Cirrus identified that the, the cause of that uh, uh, interior fire was caused by an amplifier board. So they have uh, audio jacks that you can plug your iPhone or your android or tablet into to be able to listen to just plain radio while you're flying along Mm -hmm. and apparently that amplifier uh was failing and causing it to overheat and it actually started a fire inside the sidewall of the airplane wow so so did they leave the radio on or it just was a faulty amplifier issue that cirrus uh caught or realized that that had happened once this uh, fire happened or do we know yeah it was a it was a faulty amplifier issue. The pilot was uh, about to leave and he had started up the airplane and he was noticing the smoke uh, in the cabin. So he shut everything down and continued to watch and saw where it was coming from. So they had a pretty good idea of what caused it. 
um, because he was able to see where it had started. And they looked into it and found that these uh, audio amplifiers were defective. So Cirrus put out a uh, service bulletin, contacted all of their Cirrus owners within 24 hours of determining, you know, what had happened and came up with a procedure. And I guess it took about eight hours to pull the interior out of each of these airplanes to pull those amplifier boards out. But they have 97% of the fleet already addressed before the FAA issued their actual AD grounding the airplane. So most of the fleet never was actually officially grounded because it was already taken care of before the paperwork hit. Well, you know, that's a way a great company operates. You got to give them uh, credit for jumping on that so fast and being so proactive. And, uh, yeah, we can't help it that uh, Just Plain Radio is just so hot. It's going to make your amplifiers uh, work over time. But it's worth it, right? Just nod your your head in agreement, and we'll leave it at that. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I'm getting pretty good just trying to figure out these landings. Increase altitude. Increase Increase altitude. altitude. It always says it. No, I'm trying to land. Terrain alert. I know there's terrain. I'm trying to land on the terrain. Terrain alert. Pull up. I will not. I am my own person. Pull up. Terrain alert. Pull up. Terrain alert. Damn it. Landing unsuccessful. Yeah, I saw you, freaking dogs! This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me. Captain Dennis rounding out the crew. Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. I just saw online, he, he said, they will never retire. Iron Maiden is here to stay. And I guess that means they're going to you know, keep flying that. I think they have a 777 with the no, Iron. It's a 747. Oh, a 747. Actually. Okay. With the Iron Maiden. You know, Eddie is painted all over it. It's pretty cool. But uh, I would yeah, assume he it's, spends it's, a lot of time flying other airplanes as well. Uh, if you follow uh, the guys at Plane Savers, uh, they've done quite a bit with him up at Buffalo Airways. He's flown their DC threes, their uh, CL two fourteen water bombers. That guy just loves to fly. Yeah, uh, I think he even owns a uh, aviation uh, maintenance business in Cardiff, Wales. Right, so he, but uh, he refuses. A rock legend. Well, he refuses to retire. He said, he said, there's no reason for us to retire. I would hope that means he doesn't want to retire from flying too. But I, I, you know, I think he, I think it does. So God bless him for it. He can rock. He can fly with the best of them. So there you go. All right. So, uh, Dennis got, you know, a cool little notice. I mean, was this like a renewal thing or was this just a, uh, you know, thing popped up like on your Facebook timeline or what? Nope. Actually got a notification from the FAA that the registration on our Mooney is uh, coming due for renewal, which made me think, wow, this is uh time has really flown. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's been three years already since we started the process of buying our, you know, an airplane. 
It's hard to believe it's already been three years. Yes, time flies, pun intended, when you're having so much fun. Now, this renewal, did that, I'm assuming that cost money too, didn't it? Or did it? Oh, it was terrible, Greg. Uh, I, I mean, I had to save up a lot for it. Um, actually, probably the cheapest thing in aviation. It's a five-year or $5 fee to renew for three years. Really? That's all it was? It, really. That was all it was. Wow. I mean, and you went online. It took just about two minutes to fill out the paperwork online. And uh, a, regist- a new registration certificate was uh, mailed to me, and I had it within a week. So when you so look really back at three years process. of airplane ownership, Dennis, uh, have you flown as, you know, as much as you thought you would or more or less? I think? think I've flown exactly what I thought I would. Um, I've been averaging between 120 to 140 hours a year, somewhere in that area. Uh, so it's definitely more than I was doing when I was a rental uh, pilot or even as a, a club member. So that's good. Uh, and we're, you've we're also done a lot more communi- uh, com- continuing education type stuff because now you're CFI. That was kind of something you weren't necessarily thinking about three years ago, was I, it? No. Uh, in fact, uh, I had just received my instrument training and and got my instrument license shortly before we started considering buying the plane and so now here i am working on my instrument instructor yeah i <laughs> i never really thought i would wind up going down the commercial and flight instructor route but yet here i am and absolutely loving it and really proud of uh, all the hard work and you know it's yeah. it's really cool have plane will travel will learn to fly it better we'll teach you know. yeah you we'll know? teach that, that, exactly you know that could be you know I don't know. Dennis might end up being uh, my CFI at some point. That'd be kind of cool and a challenge to you. <laughs> Talk about putting I someone. I think that's understating work. it a little yes, bit. Yes, 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 possibly. But uh, at the bare minimum, we're gonna, you know, we're planning some big adventures. You know, whether it's flying down to Everglades City for stone crab claws or flying over to the Bahamas. Uh, also, looking at some uh, runs down to the Florida Keys. Uh, the first big adventure will be in, well, middle of April for Sun and Fun, which is in Lakeland, Florida. You know, the spring break of aviation shows. Kind of like the kickoff to the, you know, to the uh, show season, so to speak, is, is how they call, I mean, how they look at Sun and Fun. I'm looking forward to it big time. And uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I, re- I really do. But you're going to fly down your Mooney 201, and then we may... Tag on a little uh, excursion, either on the front or back side of the event, correct? Or both. Or both, maybe. Yeah, it's really, it just depends on how much, you know, how that four-letter word gets in the way of your uh, flying adventures. That's you know, true. I hate to say it, because I don't want to be kicked off the air. Or, well, because we know you don't have a problem with that one. Yes, I, you know, work. Oh, I said it. Oh, you said hurts. the four-letter word. Painful. Oh. But yeah, you know, uh, when you get the flexibility and you can throw these little uh, excursions, you know, on the front or, or backside, I mean, that's what you're going to want to do. Because just to fly from Minnesota down to Lakeland is a bit of a haul at a Mooney 201, right? Yeah, it's about a seven to eight hour flight yeah. uh, with one stop along the way. I mean, it's not terrible. I mean, I can do it in one afternoon if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you know, if you get as far down as Lakeland. You know, what happens when you go down, say, to the Florida Keys, uh, that's where an aircraft could really be beneficial, I think. Because, you know, say if you're top, you know, starting in Miami, you know, folks familiar with Florida can relate to this. If you're driving down to, say, Key West, 
that is a long drive because the speed limits, I mean, God help you if you get caught in traffic. There's one way in, one way out. And if there's any accidents or construction, it just takes forever. But even with no traffic, there's certain spots on US-1 going south down to Key, uh, Key West that, uh, you know, they got you down to like 25, 30 miles an hour. And it is, uh, you know, it just like drags the trip out so long. And it's a little bit aggravating. Uh, it will test your patience at the bare minimum when you want to get, you know, get down there. You know, if you break it up, it'd be fine. There's plenty of places to stop along the way and that kind of thing. But I, I, every time I drive down there, and this was, you know, uh, top of mind on my adventure I had this past week when I ran down was uh, I was like, gosh, if I could only fly, I would have been here two hours ago, and I'm just now getting there, you know? And I so could be, what's stopping you from flying, Greg? It's you, like I need your plane. Nagging. You need to get, the plane, get your plane down there, Dennis, so we can go down there. I had to, you know. You could borrow one from Ed and Keith if you get your license. Well, they're, okay, there's that, you know. I probably got to pay them off a little bit, too, but. But yeah, it, well, you think I'm going to do it out of the goodness of my heart? Well, yeah. If I tell you where to go and get the best yeah. black and fish sandwich you've ever nah, had you're in your right. entire life, you know, see, I know yeah, the yeah. ins and outs of uh, what's available down there. That's where you know, that's where having you know eyes on the ground and you know somebody who's local who kind of knows you know where the best spots are. You know, I'm pretty uh, familiar with that uh, neck of the woods. You know, and that really makes all the difference in the world. So, you know, I I'll pay for my. Uh, my seat that way in your mind. Trust me, you'll thank me after you're like, oh my gosh, I would have never found this if it weren't for Greg. He's such a nice guy. I'll fly him wherever he wants to go. Keep dreaming. Okay. A guy can dream. Exactly. Yeah. But but we could do some of that. You know, I've been down there a bunch. I know the best restaurants. I know where we can do some awesome snorkeling. Diving. Once we get to Lakeland, everything's roughly an hour uh, from there with the Mooney. Uh, I can be Hollywood North Perry in under an hour. We can beat a marathon in just over an hour. Everglades city's about an hour. I mean, it's it, we certainly can work some excursions to this thing. And I think it would be a lot of fun to do. It would be an amazing adventure. It always is. And you know, when you can zip in so quickly and get to one of those places so fast, I mean, literally if you're driving, from Miami and and trying to get all the way down to Key West in a car, it'll take you a good, you know, three, four hours if you're making good time. And it could be pushing more like five if you get stuck in any kind of traffic. And that is a, a bit of a haul. I mean, that's a long way to go to go, you know, have a cocktail or two at Sloppy Joe's and then uh, crawl down uh, Duval Street, which should be on every person's bucket list at some point. You know, it's just what you do when you're in Key West. That, you know, uh, shed all your clothes and paint them on. They do that down there, too. Are you ready? I think they would rather have me keep mine on. Well, yeah, but it'll seem that way. But you just paint on some shorts and grab a grab a tube sock. You're good to go when it comes to Key West. It's just, it's just what they do, Dennis. I'm not saying you should do it. And God knows, I'm not saying I should or anybody should see me do it, but I'm saying that is one of the things you might witness. I'm not really selling it real well, am I? 
when I describe it like that. But there are people. I'm intrigued. I'm going to have to go see it. Yeah. And maybe we should go do that roll in the signature and well, that's why people, and- well, you know, they they do the Duval crawl. They start uh, drinking heavily to try to get that image out of their head. Sometimes, some of them. That's one excuse you could use at least. All right, we're coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encountered. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Think we can take off before he gets there. Airplanes, airplanes, flying way up high. That's what they do. Uh, this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. And uh, we may have a purchase that you might want to consider if uh, Dennis and I don't purchase it. We'll get to that in just a bit. But first... Bombardier or Bombardier. How do you say it? What's how, how do you do it? Bombardier. Okay, we'll go with that. And that's what I said. Sure. Uh, they've uh, announced that they are sticking with aviation. Is that right, Dennis? 
they are focusing hundred uh, percent on biz jets going forward. Uh, Bombardier has had an interesting last few years. They spent a lot of time and effort to build the C series business jets. Um, they had the CRJ line of regional jets. Well, they've sold the CRJs off. I believe Mitsubishi now owns those. They sold the C series uh, airliner uh, to Airbus, and there was a lot of. Uh, question in the industry about what was going to happen with their business jets and there was even talk of uh, textron the parent of cessna and beechcraft uh possibly buying up the business jet well they've decided to go a different route and bombardier is exiting the railroad business and selling their locomotive division to a french company so that they can solely focus on business aviation Mm so uh the good news is for uh, people that need business jets, uh, Bombardier is going all in and you're going to have a, a viable competitor and somebody to keep uh, all of the other players in the field honest, you know, Embraer, um, uh, you know, Cessna and their Textron division right. and all of their airplanes. So we're going to have some good competitors and they'll continue to be out there. Well, there you go. Yeah. More companies still staying, you know, staying in that category means hopefully more choices. And uh, maybe more innovation, better prices, hopefully, if the competition is there. So that's a good thing. Uh, they see some value in staying in the business aviation jet, you know, category. So uh, we'll see where that leads. But hopefully that'll be a good thing for the end users like you and I. All right. So business jet may be one thing you want to get. Uh, or you might want to step it up and, and be a little bit more flashy. This would be quite an upgrade from that category. And this is a uh, Harrier jet. Is that right? Am I saying it correctly? That's right. The uh, the Sea Harrier specifically. Uh, there is a couple of them that are civilian owned, and they've been on the air show circuit for a number of years. Uh, Nalls Aviation is the company that actually owned them. And uh, they have decided that they are going to sell the Harriers along with uh, all the support equipment and everything. So it's a turnkey air show uh, opportunity. They have a couple of airframes, lots of parts, and you know, you want to be able to fly anywhere. We don't need a runway. We can just land vertically, right? Nice. Now, this is the same jet uh, that was used in True Lies, that Arnold Schwarzenegger film, right? That he climbs all over, that, saves the yeah, world. He was thing. climbing. His daughter was hanging from mm-hmm. it, and uh, he rescues Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, that's that's the one. But it'll literally take off and land vertically, and then, you know, they press a button, and then it starts moving forward like a super jet. But but they had to modify this thing uh, once they got their hands on it and like recreate all kinds of different systems and I mean they got it was pretty extensive. So why are they saying why they're selling? Did they decide it was just too expensive or they just like yeah we're going to move on to something else or do you know? Yeah, it sounded like uh, it was just a matter of costs. You know, they they were looking at what it was costing to run it, and the number of air show bookings and things like that just wasn't working out for them. And yeah. they've gotten some government contracts where they're they're providing um, fighter uh, simulations and things like that with a, a BD five microjet and some uh, Czechoslovakian L thirty nine. So they're doing some test pilot work with that, and so those airplanes are far more suited for their business, and so they're they're looking at selling off the Harrier. But uh, the Harrier is a very unique airplane, you know, makes a lot of noise, does a great job of turning fuel into noise. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah. Not exactly the most fuel efficient airplane in the world, but it is, does make its presence known when it shows up. Well, if you got money to burn and you want to make a lot of racket, uh, you know, uh, that'd be one way to do it. It, Like you said, you definitely get noticed. That'd be one of those planes. Like if you flew it into sun and fun 
they would think, oh, their show started. No, that's just oh. Greg and Dennis <laughs> coming in. Just play radios here. <laughs> right. That would be impressive. But yeah, a fuel burn on something like that. We have any idea. Has to be insane. You figure? Uh, it, it yeah. It, I don't know what the exact are, but I I know it's way out of my price range. It, they probably burn more per minute than I burn per year. Yeah. But uh, did you say they have two of them for sale or one? There are. T- yep. No. There's two of them. Do you got to buy them as a package, or are they saying? I would imagine that they don't want to split them up because right. one of them's a single seat, and the second one is a two seater. Um, and then they have a spares aircraft as well, so they can they have one they can rob for parts. I gotcha. So it's going to be like a buy one get one. At least that's what they'll say. Well, <laughs> they want a package deal because uh, they they want it as a going concern. As you know, here's the air show package, mm-hmm. and they can uh, continue the air show experience just under some you know new, new owners and right. I gotcha. So they might even have some management folks that could uh, assist with this whole thing. I'm bet you think. Yeah. I, I would imagine that they definitely have all the contacts to help you get up and running. So if you've got uh, some jet experience, preferably some Harrier experience, and you want to become, you know, get that front row parking at every air show and be the coolest guy on the street. What about Arnold? Dr. Dr. Have they reached out to Arnold in California, California yeah. and said, Hey Maybe. man, this was in your movie, dude. Uh, don't you want I mean, one he's of flown it, right? Anyway, of course. Surely that wasn't Hollywood magic. He learned how to fly. No, thing no, they own. couldn't have faked it back then. Never. That would be lying to people. Oh, wait, the movie was the movie called was True, Lies. True Lies. That's right. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, but that they would were true. be that would be a very cool movie prop. But it, it'd be it would be something to fly, and those things go pretty friggin' fast too. So it definitely would they are there, they're not supersonic, but they're damn but near they close. Are still, you know. Yeah. Yep. You'd be noticed for sure. That'd be quite a toy. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I'm Snooze. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.